0: Sav. Benny. How's it going? Mate,
1: it is great. It has been so, 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 so busy.
0: (laughs) Tell me about it. So tell me, the internal competition, what an amazing morning. I mean, to think that you fit every... I was talking to Anna about this. To think that you fit that all in before 11.30, because you had some sort of 11.30 thing going on. I don't know what it was exactly. But to think that you fit all of those you know, fights, all of those matches into... You know, that that small period, it was incredible. It was an unbelievable atmosphere in the place. Tell me what, you know, I saw you walking around. You didn't stop. You were just a blur to me <laughs> that morning. What was going, what was going on? Well,
1: <laughs> the, the whole morning was a blur, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> look, a lot of planning had gone into it. We, you know, we had more than we expected with the kids signing up, which was just unbelievable. Um, there was still a few that were a little bit hesitant. I think now after the such success on the first one, they'll, more kids would be happy to entertain. I've already got parents saying to me, when's the next one, you know, and so it's got some really positive feedback. But just the way that it was run, it was a teething process for us too. We hadn't done anything like this, so there was a lot of planning. Uh, Annalise stayed back quite late most nights with Chrissy was such an amazing help, and, of course, all the amazing coaches that came in to offer their time on the day. Um, and the way that we had the way that we did it was the coaches that are allocated to certain groups of kids' uh, ages, they actually were either refereeing or keeping points for that particular group that they coach. So the idea with that was when they go back into uh, – get back into class, you know, they're able to watch the t- students that they're teaching and it gives them an opportunity to move forward with the things that they've seen they might have needed help on or, you know, reinforce the things that they're doing well. But the, the whole day was just such a great success and – you know, the, the the planning of it, we started to, pl- we planned at nine o'clock to get it running, finishing at 11. We kicked off around 10 past nine. So I was starting to sweat a little bit. I hope this, <laughs> this isn't the sign of what's to come. But honestly, uh, hats off to everybody involved parents, kids, you know, coaches, and everything like that because it was just runs perfectly. We actually wrapped up at 10 past 11. So it was to the minute. Um, and yeah, it was such a successful day. Um, a lot of energy in the room. It was it was amazing.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to it. What what a great learning experience for everybody, yep. you know. And I just want to like say my own like I just want to commend you on. I I got to watch from the photographer's point of view that day. I was sort of the official photographer, and to watch, you know, Chrissy and Pat, they're fantastic. They were just fantastic refs. They did their, they they were just so good about yep. it. It was awesome. But the one who the one who really came – the, the, the four who I were really super impressed with was the four coaches, yep. Jade, you know, Efa, um, Lawrence and Coach H. They did such an amazing job with the kids. It was incredible. Yeah, know? it was
1: um, – I mean, as mentioned, it was strategically done like that, you know, just to cater for the coaches that work with those kids to be in that area. Right. And, you know, lots lots been learned from that um, – you know and we we've come back to the academy being able to work on the things that we've seen in that when they get in those situations of pressure um it's it was quite interesting actually some of the quieter kids who um i don't know i guess they're just they're a little bit more reserved in the class they train well but they are you know a little bit more on the quiet side like some, some of the animals i've seen inside of those kids come out under pressure was pretty impressive <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, look, competition's not for everybody. Sometimes it brings the best out in people, sometimes it uh, freezes people. But a lot of the kids that were a little more reserved really, you know, really got in and ripped in. So it was, you know, it was a really good thing to see.
0: I agree. And I I just want to ask you a question, if I might, while I've got you here. I know that the white belt's coming up so very soon. The white belt internal competition is going to be coming up, you know, in short order. And I was wondering if I could ask you a favor. Would, would you mind if I had Jade in my corner for that for that one? Would that be okay? I'd absolutely. A true story. I do remember some of the guys turning up in wetsuits. <laughs> I do remember walking into my first class and thinking, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> So Sav, we've got Owen joining us again today. Owen, welcome. Morning. So good to see you, dude. Um and we're here to we're gonna do a purple belt. We've got Sway coming on later on in, in the podcast, but we're here to talk about your purple belt years. We did white. Most normal people would go straight to blue and talk about blue in the next episode that they were gonna talk about your life in jujitsu, but we're not normal, so we're going straight to purple. Why tell me why is it Every time I've asked anybody who's been on the podcast what their favorite belt is, they say it's their purple belt. Why is that? What is it about the blue belt and the brown belt that aren't as enjoyable as the purple belt exactly?
1: Uh, I think the purple belt, for me, was definitely one of my favorite belts. Um, I spent a lot of good time with Owen through all the belts, but the purple belt era, traveling, uh, training a lot in Brazil, you know, doing the competitions, it's just it's just the—it's kind of that middle ground belt. Um, I always say to the white belts, you know, the white belt's not something you guys earn, it's given. Um, and then when they move into the blue belt, it's the first belt they've really earned. Um, I think as you get into a blue belt, you're starting to get a pretty strong understanding of the fundamentals of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, you might have had a comp or two under your belt. You know, you're starting to commit yourself a little bit more to training. Um, you know, there is a bit of a tendency for the white belts to either disappear or you know, hang around. And when they do hang around and achieve the blue belt, you find most of the time, not always, that, you know, they're kind of on that on that road now and they want to sort of keep moving along. But once you get to the purple belt, it's nice. I always, there's an analogy I use in class with the fundamental program generally. And it's a, it's a chart I use, you know, like when you start jiu you've got this amount of strength, which is quite high, and then you've got limited techniques. So you, you have a tendency to fall back on your strength when you're not um, you know, you get caught in hard positions. As you move into the blue belt, that sort of chart, you know, it adjusts itself. You're not using as much strength and you've got a little bit more technique. I find when you get around into the purple belt, that sort of starts to balance out a little bit. Um, and it's just a really, really fun belt. You know, you've gone through those transition years, getting, you know, towards your black belt. And it's just, yeah, I, I just find it a, a tough, a tough belt, but a fun belt. You know, I was really in that place where I was like, okay, I want to compete, I want to revenge. I didn't feel like I had a lot of pressure. I mean, of course, every time you compete or train, there's pressure. I don't know. It's just a comfortable zone yeah. in in a, a more educated part of your jujitsu journey.
0: What about you, Owen? Well, tell tell us about your purple belt. Where was yeah. that? How was that going on?
2: Yeah, so like similar to Sav, Like we were all training together. We were all trained. there was we had a real like small core group of us. That we're training pretty hard, like would, every day we'd be at training, training on the weekends, you know, doubles some days, you know. So we, I think that's one of the the one of the things. You usually by that stage, you got a couple of guys that have have come all the way from white through blue to purple. So you've got that. You've got a, a group of guys that you you know we we train really well together. We, we're always talking, and you know we're hanging out and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that there's that. But the other thing is that I think. A lot of the frustrations from being a white belt and blue belt are now gone because you, as a purple belt, you have, you're kind of pretty good from everywhere. You don't get that stuck, like, what do I do from here kind of thing going on. So you kind of know you've got a plan from just about everywhere. The, the whole game sort of starts to make sense and you can start, your brain starts to free up and you're not thinking about step one, do this, step two, do that, step three. It's kind of like your body starts moving on autopilot. And you start thinking about the more of the strategic element of jiu-jitsu, which the, the whole game starts to flow and it becomes more um, more fun and less um, – definitely less frustrating, I think. I think that's probably one of the things that you really start to enjoy at Purple Belt because everything kind of flows. That's like when you watch two Purple Belts roll and they just they just flow and the whole thing just it seems so smooth and they – you know, that's, that's, for me, that's one of the reasons why Purple Belt was, you know, the camaraderie was definitely probably the f- biggest factor. And then uh, after that was <clears throat> just the less, much less frustration as well.
1: Yeah. Can I um, just, mm. just on the back of what Alan was saying, I just had a uh, private class here just prior to this podcast and the guys are white belt. Um, I've been just working on some simple passing and, you know, side control escapes, you know, regards guards, looking at different types of submissions. And so we have sort of doing this, as Owen mentioned, in, in parts. And the guy is saying to me, oh, man, this is incredible. And I said, you know, you do this most days, you know. It's like, yeah, but it's not broken down like this. And it's interesting the point Owen made about, you know, it is step one, two, three when you're learning. And then when you do get to that purple belt, you're kind of more uh, educated with it all. But the thing is, what I wanted to talk to you about is when I, I said to this guy, look, this is how this should all look. And then I put it all together, you know, like with consistent movement, keeping pressure correct in the right spots. And he was like, wow, that's, you know, that's incredible. And I, and I was actually thinking in my head, this is kind of like purple belt. of type thing moving like a purple belt you know and this is this is the thing with that belt what he understands what he's learning today is exactly what a purple belt does but it's the execution it's the way they do it the way they deliver it the connection the timing the weight whatever it may be so yeah interesting what i was saying and it just ignited my memory on working with andrew this morning yeah really interesting yeah very exciting belt
0: yeah, because I I know that I like I like to if I'm going to roll with somebody I like to roll with a purple belt and I got to roll with one of them on um, Wednesday in our Wednesday class and uh, they they're very smooth and they also they're very helpful they they'll they'll and the first thing he said to me is is you're gassing yourself you're trying too hard you're you're burning up way too much energy and um I'm like oh, you know I'm a white belt that's what white belt, that's what I'm supposed to do I'm fulfilling my obligation to this class well isn't by doing it that. What I so, said to you
1: at the start of the pokeball situation about, you know, you got a lot of strength, but you don't have much technique. But with that strength, you, you know, your gas is slowly going out. and Yeah, so interesting.
0: I don't, like, when, when we talk about strength, I always feel like the strength is, like, aggressive strength. But for me, the, the strength that I use is to try and keep his stomach out of my face while he's got me, like, in north-south or something like that. Like, I've always, <laughs> I'm up like this. And, and he's like man just relax under there I was like I'll tell you what I'm a 100 kilo you get underneath me and I'll, I'll get you to relax for a little bit okay so like you know so it, it's it, for me as a white belt it's really interesting to hear you guys and that purple belt because um, it's clear that the difference is like experience and just constant like saturation into you know you know you guys talk about uh, when I was purple belt we were training every, we really stepped up our training. You know, like, how old were you guys? When oh, you we're not going to go down this path, are we? <laughs> I'm just curious.
1: I would have how, been um, 20, 27. I think Owen was sort of mid-30s so that's that stage. <laughs> <laughs> there, thereabouts, guys.
2: Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs>
1: hey, that, okay, well, that here we go. I'm set- a- <laughs> <main name>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm setting you up, So, Sav. Sav, give us a memory you have of Owen from Purple Belt, like the first one that comes uh, to mind.
1: Honestly, even when you said that, just his unbelievable support of me, being in my corner, you know, supporting me through ups and downs. And, you know, there's, you know, um, just he's always been there for me to support me. And no one else has, like this guy has. Like it's been, um, and, it, you know, you can see how quickly I'm jumping on this. I've got a lot of funny stories to tell you, but honestly. <laughs> Go past Ethereum. the fact of how much this guy supported me, you know, when I used to fight and compete. Like, you know, I could only ever hear his voice, you know, whether I came out, win or lose. I wasn't the best of losers, you know. I, you know I'm always very committed. I'm always wanting to win. You know, not A lot of people wouldn't want to go near me, you know. He was always brave enough to, to come over and talk firmly with me but just say, hey, you know, keep your fucking head up, mate. This is, you know what, well, we got tougher fights than this ahead of us. You know, don't worry about it. You know, he did great out there and, you know, he doesn't know. I've never really said personally to him, but those things really just pulled me into such a different headspace and just, you know, him being around, being on the journey together, as he mentioned in his previous comment about building the friendships and the relationships, not all of us are all together right now. We had a very good friend of ours, Dan, Dan Nieloski. He's um lives over in Bondi Way doing his own thing, Bitcoin multi-billionaire, whatever he is now. Funny he doesn't ring as much anymore. Dan, reach <laughs> um, but a really like oh, group of guys, and you know, just Owen was always there to support. And no matter what I did win, lose, draw, up, down, he was always there.
0: And Owen, what's a memory that sticks out of your mind with Sav with the purple wrapped wrap around? Please be away? kind, Owen. You heard what I said. <laughs> Owen has a lot of dirt on me. I'm nervous. <laughs> that dirt goes both
2: ways. So
0: what, I- what's a kind memory? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean Seth, I mean really Sam and I we we were we were close all the way along through the belts, but I mean at Purple Belt we really started you know, we started travelling a lot and 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 like doing pan packs every year and, and just you know, we were always Sometimes when you go to those tournaments, especially when you go you, you go away and you travel together, it's like, you, you know, it feels like you're going into enemy territory, like everyone's got their coaches there and it's just maybe two or three of you, maybe four of you if you're lucky, you know, and you turn up and you support each other. And when you come back, you've got that bond. You've got that bond. You've been through something extra that the other your other classmates haven't been through. So it's kind of like it just tightens that, that, that feeling that you're a group as, as a unit, you know. So we, you know... It helps us training together. It helped us, you know, just so many, so many different ways. We are just like, we got a lot tighter over those, those purple belt years. So many, so many things have happened in that, in that time. I'm, You know, like I was, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, like the whole, uh, all of the, all of the training stuff and that's, put that, put that aside, but there's just so many other things that happen on the, on your trips, you know, it, that just you know, when you think back now, you just can't help but smile and just things, you know. But one one thing I'll always remember was when we were going to Brazil. Um, when we were so we're when we were going to Brazil, Sam and Anna had just gotten married, so they'd gotten married, and then someone had given them a their their uh, their uh, wedding present was uh, an upgrade. <laughs> you know, they so they got upgraded to business class, and we were. Um, so when we get to the airport, you got to understand. You got like when when we travel, I'm the kind of guy that gets to the airport and I'm like I I, I want to get the my my holiday started as soon as possible. So I will leave <laughs> three hours early to get to the airport just so I can sit there drinking a coffee and reading a paper and just have nothing else to do. That's my. That's my do you do that now? Yeah, even now. I'm probably worse <laughs> now than before. And so can i can
0: can i just interrupt this story is is sarah like that too or is no sarah... no she's like
2: that too she like she doesn't she doesn't want okay, to early but, but <laughs> sav will be. continue like, i don't want to waste my time at the airport so he'll like <laughs> he'll turn up he'll turn up and we used to go oh, all right so we'll be at the airport this time i'm like no 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 i'll meet you there and he's like what do you mean meet us there i'm like no nah, i'll meet you there i'll be there early he's like no you don't need to go that early i'm like no no i need to go early so I would just get there early and I'd just chill out and sit there and wait for them. <coughs> but because they they had the they had the upgrades, they were like, "Oh, we're going to go to um, the Qantas Lounge." I'm like, "Okay." So I was just chilling out, and they they went up to the Qantas Lounge. They're all dressed up, suit and we, yeah, we had a suit and tie, and I was dressed up to the nines. And then so anyway, I'm just cruising around, having a look at in the duty free like you do, and then I'm, oh well, yeah. it's getting close to boarding. I'll go sit at the gate i'm sitting at the gate i'm expecting to see them they start calling you know like the rows out to jump on the plane and then um everyone's kind of going on getting on the plane getting on the plane i'm just waiting i'm like i haven't seen him yet and i think and then it's literally just me at the gate and the the two people on the um just take checking all your tickets and that and i'm like i must have missed them they must already be on so I go to walk on, just as I hand my ticket over, uh, my boarding pass over, I can hear these footsteps behind coming down. and He's like, "Come on, look at all I can he's like, Come on, Anna!" to the nines, and they're doing the I couldn't believe they left it it's so late.
1: <laughs> oh my, that that's you know what—that was the trip to Brazil. You don't know how many times the. Mm. Um, like even domestic flights, if we're going down to Melbourne or something, and I would just say, mate, you're unbelievable. He said, I can't believe you guys leave it until they say, last chance, Mr. And Mrs. Roberts. <laughs> he goes, I don't know how you get on, mate. He goes, it's unbelievable. But, yeah, anyway, just. Um, do you still yeah, do that now, Sam? Absolutely. Do you still, like. Are you? Mate, listen, last- I was at Qantas for that long, and I know the ins <laughs> and what they want and what really so That's I'm pretty right. – yeah, I do roll the dice, but um, <laughs> certainly, I certainly don't like hanging around the airports for any any bit longer than I do, you know. So – but, yeah, it's
0: – Oh, uh, yeah, because you, you work there, so it's, it doesn't have that mystique that it uh, has for people who sort of only uh, go there uh, once in, like, a blue moon.
1: pass back then, so I just bypass everything and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. But, yeah, it's interesting because Purple Belt, just very quickly on the back end um, – for me, the purple belt was one of my best uh, belts in like training. Well, I was very fortunate enough to get the gold medals down in Melbourne for the Pan Pacific um, in the open weight. There, you know, fighting against a couple of other guys from the team as well, um, Jason Rosa, who now runs Parramatta. Uh, we have a Russian guy called Dimitri, big unit, you know, and. Um, those two guys got beaten up by this big dude down there in Melbourne, and I ended up, you know, the way the draws worked, I ended up running into this guy in the final, and he was just beyond arrogant. This guy, and as I went over to shake his hand, he said, "You know, I'm going to do to you, I'm going to do to you what I did to your mates twice as worse, something along those lines." just yeah, whatever. Went back, and, um, <laughs> he ended up, uh, he ended up on top, and I oh, sorry, I ended up on top half guard and. You know, he was talking shit in my ear, and this won't take long, and you know your your day's over, and I just destroyed your mates, like a real talker. You know, I said, yeah, no worries. Anyway, I can't remember what it was that set me off, whether he accidentally had head butted me or um, he did something, went to grab me and poke my eye. It was it was it was an accident, but I actually cross faced him really hard and rubbed his gums on his teeth, and he made his teeth made his lips bleed. Nothing too bad. He actually spat. On my chin. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I had a chance then to what? say, like, you know, ref, look, I've got this on my face. And that was it. Done and dusted. But I let yeah. it go. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to get through and, you know, finish off the fight. And then after that, I was awarded my brown belt. So that was a really good moment for me. I had all the boys there, Owen and the rest of the team. Had a very good friend of ours, Renato Candido, one of the black belts from Atos. He'd come over to help us with the preparation pre-competition. So that was... It was, it's one of my most memorable moments in Jiu Jitsu. Um, I was also fortunate enough to get the second place in Rio in my purple belt as well in the world championships back before they went to LA. Um, so I just had some really, really good success. Um, I quite often want to tell the stories about competing. Let me tell you, I've had, you know, way, way, way more losses than wins. Let me tell you, it's the wins are very rare, but, um, and I quite often will talk to my students about the losses and what they do to you, but, you know about my purple belt. It is really nice to actually talk about some good wins, and you know the places that it took myself and Owen, and um, you know get moving on to the brown belt. It just is a really good belt for me. Really fond memories. You know, I really did enjoy. it.
0: Awesome. So let's just talk about. I just want to chase you up on this. These both of you. Let's talk about trash talking competition for a second. While we brought it up, what what's your view on it? And should, if somebody starts trash talking you should you try trash talking back what's you know where where are we at on this uh,
1: I'll, I'll just say something quickly because i just spoke but look i think the whole banter pre-fight like it's not my cup of tea um i would rather pay respects to my um opponent i like to go out shake hands you know give him a hug whatever you'll find generally the people you fight become your lifelong friends you know like Chris Sales from Alpha and you know like Dave Tong from Integrated. I mean, you know all these guys, myself and Owen had been fighting all our lives, you know a couple of guys from Roots and we're all super tight now. You know Dave Tong from Integrated just had his brother receive his black belt. Myself and Owen were invited. I mean, there's history there. So I find I didn't know this back then, but imagine shit talking Dave and Chris and then I'm mean, <laughs> imagine <laughs> shit talking them back then for the sake of a fight and it, uh, you know i kind of think it tarnishes the you know your relationship moving forward now this guy i spoke about that shit talked in melbourne to me i kind of didn't mind he kept it personal it was one-on-one he wasn't trying to big note himself he was trying to get in my head and talk shit to me and you know it was kind of working you know i was uh, quite nervous but i didn't mind you know i didn't mind i spoke back and you know just said mate you know you're talking a lot of shit show me like i didn't say but You know, I didn't, I actually didn't mind. It kind of it, it pumped me up, to be honest, you know. And there, there is a really good photo, uh, Owen might remember, where after I'd finished with this guy, uh, I only won on points, but I kept escaping the half guard and getting to mount and keep putting me back in the half guard. It was just, it was terrible for him. But when I finished, there's a photo of me actually standing with both my hands up and screaming at the top of my voice. He's in the background climbing up off one knee, looking like he's just been murdered. So, you know, it's it's yeah. Um, you know, let the jiu-jitsu do the talking. I was just very fortunate to get the results in that way, but
2: I don't mind it. I don't mind it. You know? Owen, I where think are you at? That if you if it's you got to find the if it's the right thing for your personality and for your for your psyche, then cool. Like you get some guys that are super good at it. You know, like um, that that banter. <laughs> thing and some people don't and some people will just take it too personal if that's you know you you think you might take it too personal then don't engage in it you know just but you got to have you got to understand what's what's um what works for you up here you know so I think if if you don't mind a bit of banner you know it's one of those things as well like you can go too far and people get the wrong impression of you so I think you know maybe you got to pick and choose your audience as well you know like sometimes it's like Sometimes it's unreciprocated, and then it's like, uh oh, this is not going well, you know. So, but uh, personally, I'm not, I'm not big on it myself. I don't think that it's the way. Uh, I, don't think that it's the way that martial artists kind of behave. Yeah. Um, I think we should, you know, you put your best foot forward, and you, uh, you, you operate, you know, like you understand that it, this is a game. We're both trying to kill each other, you know, and and you know, we'll shake hands after it. You know that should be the that should be the thing, but um, some people like to engage in it because it gets them fired up, gets them you know. But you know, if that's like that's the kind of person he's trying to fire up, he's trying to get you engaged in banter. If it does the same for you, then that's great. But if it doesn't, then you're going to engage in it, help him to get where he wants to go, and then you're not going to be where you need to be. So it's gonna, not going to work.
1: Can I ask you a question, Owen? <clears throat> yeah. In regards to banter, um, you know, I feel very much like you do, but. Um, There is, there's rumors of guys mimicking, holding handguns, shotguns without actually watching. (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite stories, Sam. There was seriously one of my favorite cold opens. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) no comment uh no comment uh you know like obviously you've you've handled a few in your time so you know what what are
1: you gonna do (laughs) oh my
2: god bruno's saying
1: like the look on his face and he said what are you doing i said celebrating he said why are you shot guns into the air i said it's my hands bruno there's children here man can you please put (laughs) Away. <laughs> I said it's my hands You know, fortunate enough to move on Get the final via a toehold And I was so excited I actually pulled out the shotgun uh, The look on his face He just shook his head in disbelief He gave me a big hug after And laughed it off He said, jeez, you can't hold, can you? But yeah, I mean It's, you know, as long as it's um, In good taste And, you know, sometimes the adrenaline gets the better of you You get excited and, you know, things happen you know, like Owen said earlier, we, we train so hard, you know. We put our life and soul into it, traveling and competing. And, you know, if you, you know, I, I always very, um, very proud of the students or even myself just to be able to be there competing. We all want to win. And, you know, if you don't get the win, it can be, uh, you know, it can be a tough day, you know, but you do you do have a tendency to look a little bit deeper into what happened and what you can do to improve that situation. You know the old saying, you're always learning so much more from a loss. Um, but when you do win, you know, you do, you get a big adrenaline dump. It's kind of, you, you, this is what we work for. So crazy things happen, you know.
0: And I do have one last question for you, So These gold medals that you got in Melbourne, where are they exactly? Oh, where, where, where do they go oh, you right They all now? hang
1: up in my computer room. Uh, Annalise very kindly yep. went and I have just so many of them laying around the house. And Annalise went and got them framed into frames and... Gave it to me as a surprise one time. She's she's just amazing. I love her so much. Like, like she just got it.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but, no, they're all framed up. But let me tell you one. I'll try and keep this story quick. So I grew up in Maroubra. You know, I grew up around the beach surfing all my life, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the, the first time I got introduced still was at Maroubra Surf Club, as we've spoken about previous podcasts. And I do remember coming back from Melbourne one year and I had you know, the gold medal in the, um, I think this is just one division I've done, so I'd won the, the gi division. That's what I used to mostly fight in. And I got back to Maruba that night and I was really happy, you know, and the boy said, oh, come on, come down. We'll have a couple of beers and bring your gold medal with you. And I said, yeah, okay, no worries, you know. And the guy's house I went to, Marco Bella, he's the godfather of, uh, you know, the oldest children. So anyway, I got down there and they basically said, where's your medal? And I said, Oh, it's here, really proud, you know. And they said, That means nothing here. And I said, What do you mean here? They said, Where'd you win that? This is all pre planned, of course. I said, In Melbourne. They said, You're in Sydney now. (laughs) I thought, Ah, here we go. So they said, You know, prove yourself here. And I said, No, I'm not not doing this. I'm not going to get into this. And like, Come on, you cat. That's a medal, you know. Metal on the table and let's let's do it. And I thought, you know, and they aggravated, and aggravated me and I've just said to one of the guys, get, come get up. So I've ended up just choking one guy out cold in the middle of the lounge room, right? <laughs> so, so then, you know, obviously as the night went on and, you know, we did having a couple of beers and what have you and I was starting to feel not as confident. And then Mark's ended up saying, come on, let's go. And he's just at a million miles an hour. I've just got me off balance and just this guy doesn't train a day of jiu-jitsu on you. They know how to a choke and mount and do back control he somehow you know this is a makeshift ring they've made in his lounge room with cushions i've ended up falling down he's jumped on my back hooks in sunk the choke to the point where i tapped obviously they don't play taps there so when i did surface um my gold medal had been taken So yeah true story wait wait till you hear this and i said you know good night guys that was amazing you know, where, where's that medal, Mark? And he said, mate, you lost it. <laughs> I said, honestly, bro, mate, I just, just I want to grab it, man. I've got to shoot that. And he said, and "Then everyone stood up and said, mate, you ain't taking the medal. You better just walk out and walk out quietly. He guys for real or what? And Mark said, brother, it's a fair game. You won that in Melbourne. You lost it in Sydney tonight. It's a gamble. I said, are you serious? And he said, no, worry. I've got something for you. I'll bring it around tomorrow. So I thought, okay, he's going to bring the medal back. So anyway, it turns up to my place the next day. He plays first grade soccer. A very fit guy, and he says, "Mate, I know you know your medal. You lost your medal. You're a bit down." He said, "Look, I worked hard for this back when I was young." And he said, "I'm going to give it to you." And he's got a trophy with him. And I'm like, "Oh yeah," I said, "But I really want my Pam packs." He said, "Brother, let me make it clear. That's gone. <laughs> I already have that frame." <laughs> so, anyway, so he gives me this. And I'm like, all right. Well, this looks like it's really happening. I was pretty cut. Anyway, so he gives me this trophy, and I read it. Not coach's award, assistant coach award for <laughs> <But> 2004 <laughs> or something like that. I just said, he said the joke, mate. He said, honestly, brother, you lost all credibility down at the beach last night in Melbourne. You won here. You lost. So anyway, next time I go around to his house, is you know a few weeks later, very busy. He runs an engineering firm. So I walk in and he taps on the wall beside the front door and I'm like, what are you doing? He says, take a look, brother. What do you think? There in this beautiful white frame behind glass is my pan Pack metal.
0: It's in his house to oh, awesome. this day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm... well, I think we need to get a picture of that at some point. I want to I see if we can get him to send over a picture. I can
1: get that done, mate. Uh-huh. No problem.
0: Oh, we should absolutely do that. I think we're going to leave that there. This has been an unexpected <laughs> an unexpected Purple Belt episode. I, you, you never know where they're going to go. So I think we're going to leave it there because we do have to come back soon with the great, yeah, the Black. Um, we, we do have to come back soon with uh, The Sway himself to do a sway re- to do a um a, a gear review so we'll leave it there Owen. Oh, thank you so much for uh, joining uh, us we're so we're, we're so appreciative everyone. to have you on we know you had to drop off um your little yeah. boy this morning that's you i love that job that is it's one of my bad. favorite jobs yeah the in pickup's the pretty good
2: too if you can get that one
0: <laughs> I, I do the i do the drop-offs my wife do the pick my wife does the pickups because the coffee shops open during drop-offs <laughs> and not during pickups <laughs>
1: how'd you guys do that i do them all <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, bro, Adam's just there, bro.
1: Oh, um yeah sorry guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks again guys we'll leave you I'll leave it there. Thanks. have a good day, and we'll be back with with this way soon it. okay, sav so just to give people an idea yes. of what we're doing, sav's now in the car, he's driving I oh, man, that looks like for sure drive to me oh no <laughs> not far off, not far off. but we got the sway with us and sway is here to do his sway review fantastic how are you sway Sway?
3: fantastic how about you
1: guys doing well mate going strong um things have been great been a busy week at the busy you know busy month since i spoke to the academy but I don't know about you, Sway, but it's very warm where we are right now. Um, tonight's going to be interesting mm. in the academy, although we are probably one of the only academies <laughs> in Sydney with air conditioning, so it's quite nice to walk in. But mm. everything's good, mate. Thank you. Awesome.
0: How's the heat out there, Sway? For your... It's about 32 at the moment.
3: Um, it's, yeah, really, really, really super warm out here at the moment. Um, but it's been getting down to, like, 6 degrees overnight, so it's oh, yeah. been getting absolutely smashed and we're coming into i think sunday's going to be like 37 out here
0: so um fun hang on so because you you like uh train in like a garage or something right is that right or you occasionally me yeah
3: uh i've been known to train in the odd garage Yeah,
0: out out there in in the 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 back of the mountains
3: yeah well we train out in the pcyc in bathurst
0: Oh,
2: yeah, and cool.
3: it's a massive high ceilings. So mm. if it's, like, if it's hot, it's hot. If it's cold, it's it's bitterly cold. Like, in winter, we will wear hoodies underneath our geese and, like, track pants underneath our, our, our pants. It gets so cold. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it gets pretty cold, pretty hot we, too.
0: We've got Ian Schaefer who wears a hoodie underneath his... Uh, his a uh, uh, gey jacket, but that's for a completely different reason. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> he sure does. So, w- <laughs> and he does it in summer too. I've noticed. But, um, tell us what are we reviewing today? What's uh, what's what are we? we know that we've had from requests for some nice so, light summer geese Is that what we're doing?
3: Mm. So, um, I don't own too many. I own actually, I own one what could be considered to be a purposefully lightweight gi. And it's yeah. the Browse Pro Light Gi. Um yep. so it that's my first Browse, probably not my last Browse Gi. I'll probably look to get another one shortly. Um yep. and I didn't anticipate how light it was actually going to feel. Like you like it literally feels like you're not wearing a gi at all. The um, so weight on its way. So um so I think three fifty GSM. How much? How much is so the, the weight? Uh, let's have a look and see if I can actually find a grammage. I used to. <laughs> um, I had
1: a ghee when I was competing. It was a. Um, it's going back a very long time ago. Um, Corral, the brand was. Uh, yeah. And I used to get that down in Melbourne off a gentleman called Peter DeBean. He was – they used to run the corral down there. And that particular gi being lightweight as well, I used to compete at 67 kilos. I could actually fight at 68 point uh, – you know, a little bit over because, um, you know, the excess weight uh, – the, the lightness of the gi would give me like a 1.3 kilo buffer. So I could fight at 68.3 mm. and a 67 kilo division. And as you said, mate, just they feel good on, don't they?
3: Mm. yeah absolutely the only thing i don't know if it was my fault it probably was um i think i may have washed it in water that wasn't cold and Uh, i've actually managed to shrink it so it's now my wife's um (laughs) full-time game. um so yeah i'm just trying to work out how much it physically weighs but it's basically next to nothing yeah Um, it would be quite an advantage so mm. impressive yeah
0: is your wife a jujutsu as well sorry
3: yeah, she's super duper busy with her work. Um, yeah. she's you know government government employee, so yeah. she's uh, yeah super busy. So at the moment, she's very rarely gets the training. Um, but yeah, yeah, we uh, strangle each other randomly when we can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that, that sounds good hey, and tried that with Sav but for a completely different reason
1: yeah so, uh, Mate, I don't my, think it's my, jiu-jitsu related I don't either. know where your mind's going guys So mine's heading in a direction I probably can't talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move
3: on
0: <laughs> yeah let's move on <laughs> so uh, look I've got a question as a white belt how much difference is there really between, like, a normal gi and a lightweight gi? Like, is it absolutely, completely, 100% obviously noticeable? Or is it, you know, is it marketing? Is it just good marketing? Or is it?
1: Before you answer, Sway, look, for me, I, I, mate, as soon as I put one of those lightweights on, I notice, I, you know, I feel it's not, you know, I, I do, you know, to wearing them and switching from a normal gi. When I put my first lightweight on, yeah, I definitely, definitely
3: noticed. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I think especially when it's really warm and you're wearing, mm. not necessarily a cheap gi, because not all cheap gis are guilty of this, but if you're wearing a gi that doesn't breathe so well mm. and you're in, you know, 20-ish above temperatures, like 25, 30 degrees, that's when you really notice when it doesn't breathe yeah. um, and you just you just pour out sweat but when you've got a, a lightweight gi you really notice um, and if, and during winter as well if you've got like a really big thick like you know 750 GSM heavyweight <laughs> like a judo style <laughs> gi like you really feel it as well yeah. so mm.
0: I mean is the goal to have like summer gi's and winter gi's like you have summer clothing and winter clothing is that like the the, the the goal
3: that's what I tell my wife <laughs>
0: so have you been wearing this this lightweight gi or or have you been sort of umming and ahhing about
3: i need to lose a few kilos before i we're we're, we're singing the
1: same songs sway you're in the right group (laughs) here mate we're all we're all trying to shed a couple so mate we are very sympathetic (laughs) to your situation don't you worry
3: Yeah. Well, I lost about 10 kilos just prior to Christmas last year and then um, had Christmas at mum's, and she was like, you know, I, you know, should eat and drink all this food. Like, of course, mum. Of course, I could. So, yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? It takes, yeah. you know, a,
1: a very measured, you know, careful amount of time and, you know, a lot of commitment and restrictions. And I tell you what, mate, it, it might take a couple of weeks to remove stuff, a couple of months, whatever it may be, but, I, you know, I could seriously almost put it back on within two weeks, like, and I mean, back to where I was, it's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I I bought a gi when I I lost, when I started jujitsu, I lost about 10 kilo. And um, and I I bought a gi for eternal kimono as a gift to myself. And now it's starting to not fit and quite wrap around me as quite as well as it did. You know, when I lost the full amount, mm. I may have gone up a little bit and now trying to work back down towards it. I'm, I reckon I put a, I put on a little bit in a wick and now it's going to take me a month to get to shed it. So it's um, I'm feeling the heat.
1: Yeah, I think um, just what Sway mentioned earlier too, a lot of, you know, we wash majority of the geese at the academy. We've got the washing area up the back there. And I do feel like <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to blame the washing I, I definitely could probably be working a little harder on the, on, you know, the cardio and stuff. But I do, on a serious note, I do agree that, that they do have a lot of, you know, a lot of shrinkage. They, you know, yeah, some of the geese that I've been wearing, i have noticing in the lapel along the chest, um, if it gets in a the dryer, they've got a tendency to pull tight there. So, and I mean, I've got so many different geese, you know, I've obviously got the more greasy patched, but, You know, I really, much like yourself, Sway, I really do like to, you know, try the new geese and, you know, I've always got people coming in and, you know, saying, hey, Sav, can you chuck this on and, you know, can you wear this for a while? Obviously, they want to get a little bit of promotion with a gi and they all offer something very different. So finding Mm. the right one, it's, um, yeah, it can be tricky.
0: I'll tell you, Sav, when I first got to Gracie Botany, you, I don't you don't remember this you can you went over I was sitting next to Gabby and you said to Gabby do you want to roll and she said no I'm okay and I said yeah okay I'll try it and I came <laughs> over and rolled with you and as soon as I rolled with you we had five minutes you were really good you said you know you got to you know have a good base and stuff I rolled with you for about five minutes and I went straight up to Anna at the end and I said see sounds Sa- 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 gay smells so fantastic what is it <laughs> you're using yeah. I mean that is a really great smell and she, she uh, Anna uses three different products which I now use on all my clothing.
1: Yes, true, you know? true story. I, I remember this.
0: It, it, it's absolutely true. <laughs> That's like I was like, oh, I got to get into this gay thing. Yeah. You know, these, oh, I want my geese to smell like that, so I'm always constantly smelling my geese now too. Oh yeah, this is good. This is this is the same smell as cats have. Good. Yeah. No, it's it's
1: models. Yeah, it's it's important. <laughs> I mean, look. You know, look, everyone's, you know, very, very hygienic in the academy. I'll definitely take my hat off to everyone. I mean, back in the day when I was training, I'd run into some real characters, you know, and smell like a wet towel being left in a boot for months on end. But, I, you know, I really pride myself in making sure that everything's chip and shape, you know, to, from shaving and all that sort of stuff. But it is very nice, you know, to be training with, you know, someone with a nice smelling ghee. It
0: is. I'm always constantly asking my buddy, my ghee my smells okay, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor clip. Yeah, no, it's okay. So well, thanks, Sway, for that. That was a, <laughs> we always seem to go off in a tangent. We start off Masters with uh
3: tangents <laughs> every time. <laughs>
0: We're gonna to have to call this other than something a review because it goes yeah. off completely. We'll, we'll come up with another review for you next time. Do you have what would you like to review next time? What what's a gi that you want to get? Oh geez, I don't know.
3: I just bought a bamboo gi. I just bought a um inverted oh, gi. Um, I don't know. Maybe could do that. Uh, I don't know. I'll maybe post up all the gears I've gotten. Dealer's choice, I suppose. I don't know.
1: You know what? Let's,
0: um, put, let's put it up on the
1: Instagram. Yeah, I.
0: Uh, I know you mentioned
1: this the bamboo gear just recently. Um, you know what? I'd you know like moving forward further down the track. Obviously, this is something I'd like to discuss a little bit further off air with yourself and Benny. I'd really be interested. You know, if it was okay on your end, sway for you to do. Um some type of you know live walkthrough I mean you could do that on your own time I'd really like to possibly give you know the listeners you know we could put some clips up on the the Instagram and things like that just give them a little bit of an insight about who you are where you're from I'm um, just your training grounds and things like that you could maybe do some short reviews walk around and speak to some of the um, students you know and just sort of ask a awesome. you know, quick question on hey you know we'll tell them a little bit about your gear we could Sort of, you know, put a few things together and, and you know, get it on, get it online. Yeah, what? Awesome. yeah. Okay, amazing. What do you reckon? Yeah. One, one, one condition, mate. Um, I'm happy for absolutely anything, and I don't want to go making rules, but um, we just can't have Nick on there just being a, lar- <laughs> a, larri- a larrikin.
3: <laughs> that's
1: fair. That's fair. <laughs> Everyone understands. <That's> fair. <laughs> yeah, mate,
3: I, I saw Nick um, very recently at a, at a local competition, and I've never seen anyone run so fast towards an acai stand. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> I love it. Oh,
1: that's brilliant. You generally find me running pretty quickly with acai stands and the locals as well.
3: Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, man. yeah, I'm the same. I was down at Bondi on the weekend. So, oh, yeah, did you
1: go I, to D-Bowls? So, yes. Mate, what about that that's place? That's the place, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ab- yeah, that was my first and definitely not the last time. No, mate, <laughs> that's um, the guy down there who owns that Eduardo. He's a practitioner from, you know, way back, and he's just – he's yeah. such a great guy. And, I mean, seriously, dude, that that's like – you know, I've traveled to Brazil multiple times and you, you don't ever get anything close to what they sell over there. But this guy is like, oh, wow. this, yeah, honestly, this guy's right on the money. This is the stuff you get over there.
0: What is it, Sav? Tell us what you have there. Like, what's the difference between that and, say, the stuff that we're, get, we're getting hit up with at the comps? Um, the stuff at the comps is, you know,
1: pure SAE. It's great assay, real SAE. Uh The competition does a fantastic SAE actually. Um it does. It does. I've always liked it. Yeah, they they do a spot on one. But the you know if you go in some of the, you know, sort of shops around that are doing the SAE, one thing that they do do is um, you know like if you go into the cafes, they put a lot of apple juice through the SAE to, to stretch it out. It's look, it's a berry that's found in the Amazon. Um, you know, it's it's there's a massive demand for it, and it comes off. I believe it comes off uh, one of the one type of palm tree in the the, the Amazonis. Okay. So, yeah, it's – um it, obviously, the further they stretch it, the more profit that comes with it. But, yeah, I know in a lot of the cafes, myself and Annalise have had some in some of the local cafes, and it just tastes like you're eating – drinking apple juice. Yeah. Right. Mm.
0: Um, and then D-Bowl's? Like, what does D-Bowl's – because I, I know the D-Bowl's pictures has this brown stuff on top of it. What is that? I peanut mean butter. peanut butter, mate. Oh, it's peanut butter. Fresh.
3: That's peanut <laughs> butter, bro. <laughs> freshly
1: <laughs> freshly made peanut butter with real nuts like it's it's just
3: yeah. really and the fruit the fruit uh, they use as well yeah. like um you go to a lot of say, places and the fruits like underripe yeah you know kind of hard to eat whereas theirs was just like oh these are the nicest strawberries I've yeah liked. my <laughs> analyst
1: always com- uh, comments on the strawberries like yeah this guy's proper he puts <clears throat> a lot of work in uh we were talking to him one day on a um, I'm just sitting with my wife now. Do you remember what Eduardo said in how many sales they did on that hot summer day? It was uh no, I can't remember. Oh, it was it was something ridiculous, like a fifteen hundred bowls of acai. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, and this guy um, they're proper man. You go in, doesn't matter how big that line is or how busy they are. They they've got that stuff served straight up, and it, it looks like it's been done mechanically. It's it's picturesque, you know. I, there's yeah. never is never a time I yeah. leave where I say, "Can you just leave him on the, the that brown wood?" Because they bring him out on a brown wooden tray if there's a few of them. I just say, "Can you leave him on there?" Man? I just want to grab a snap, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, and always <laughs> give him a plug on the on the yeah.
1: botany page, mate. I repost, and yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Great essay.
0: Awesome. So we this this review has actually gone from reviewing <laughs> geese to acai yes i love, yes. I love yeah.
3: being strangled by my wife to, <laughs> being nice. being
0: strangled by yeah. wife to acai we want to get this we want to get the sway wife on the review as well at some point sway? is that, a, is that, is oh, that i'm a sure she'll
3: say no but i'll talk
1: to her yes <laughs> uh, you, you, could, you could possibly persuade her with a with a d bowls mate i'm pretty sure you could get her on board here. yeah nice bowl of acai
3: here yeah <laughs> I'll see how I go. I'm punching well above my weight. We'll
0: see how I go. <laughs> Are we, we all? all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fantastic, Jen. So, Sav, yes. we'll, we'll, Yeah. we've got the comp coming up this weekend, right?
1: We do. We, yep, go for it. Yeah, we have this um, Sydney Cup coming up in Blacktown, um, which I'm pretty excited about. We've got 47 uh, divisions that we'll be competing in. I think we're down around uh, sort of, you know, 40 competitors we were up around to 45 um unfortunately some didn't get fights due to you know there's no one in their division they're two weight divisions away from the next division so obviously the organization needs to be careful about placement but we're super excited we've actually been training really 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 hard i mean um we've been training excessively hard it's uh, the preparation's just been crazy um I just really excited to you know get out there on Sunday support the team. I'm looking forward to look you know re- regardless of result we're so proud of these guys and girls we've got quite a lot of girls competing as well and I'm just really excited right. about the energy and the culture you know just the the way the botany works out there and you know we'll go out there as a group of you know 50 60 people and there'll still be 50 60 of us there at eight or nine o'clock at night it's it's I just couldn't be prouder and I'm uh, really looking forward to Sunday uh, it's out of Blacktown fair way out. Um, funny, just very, very quickly, guys, I know that, you know, I always find something to say. we got one of the students, uh, one of the girls who competes, uh, sorry, trains with us. Her father is actually a bus driver for um, Sydney buses. And he was just, you know, going around and doing all the buses for mardi gras and stuff like that all the bus had been done up but he's offered us he said you know look if you guys want to jump on you know and i can drive you all out and then drive you all back home or drive you into newtown and you guys can eat pasta and you know hang out and grab ice cream and i'll take you back home i mean what what a fantastic uh offer the only trick with that is because it is so far out in blacktown i mean it's you know look it's a long day out there for the for the competitors and the commitment of the bus is, you know, obviously going to keep them there for 12, 12, 13, 14 hours possibly. So, but, yeah, we were seriously contemplating going day. on a proper Sydney, you know, Sydney bus out there and we would have filled it too. So it's just really good, all the energy, and, you know, the people wanting to contribute for, you know, the day ahead. So, yeah, can't wait, mate. Really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to run into you out this way. Um, look, I know if I'm having a trouble finding you, mate, I know where you'll be right at that stand, that SOE stand, yeah, so okay. I will catch you. <laughs> so let's wrap it up, sir. Okay, thanks very much, Sway. Greatly appreciated. Um, you know, your input's really valued, although we do get a little away from it. But, uh, mate, thank you so much. The time's precious to us. We <laughs> really do appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the not-too-distant future. Um, I'll see you all on Sunday. And until then, uh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks a lot, Benny. Really appreciate It's good to be uh, – we had a little layoff there which was nice, um, just yep. being really busy with things. But so I tell you what, I'm really, really happy to be back. So thanks for everything, guys.
0: Look Me forward too. to the next
1: one. <laughs> but for now, one, two, three.